Good evening, everyone, and it's October the 17th, 2018, and it's like 8 o'clock at night. It's Christina Harper, um, and this is another edition of Christina's Chat and Chew. I don't like that. Right? It's lit. It's lit. Okay. So, so I have a very special guest, and it is Ikea Green. Um, Ikea is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. We met the first day of high school. <laughs> yeah. First day of high school. We then went on. We were college roommates. Yeah. And then since then, we just been like super duper friends. But the great thing about this friendship is that we have grown together. We literally met each other when we were young girls. And now we're like women out here just trying to figure out this whole thing called life. So yeah. by day, she does commercial real estate. <laughs> at night she just out is that right at night she just out here getting it and that's, that's just what it is at night she just out here getting it um so we are actually supposed to be in bible study right now but we decided that we had so much to talk about that we were going to do another edition of Christina's Chat and Chew. So, yes. welcome, Ikea. Thank you. Thank you. This is my first podcast. Like, I've never done a podcast before, like, officially. Okay. You know, niggas can't get shit right. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> that's yes. funny. So, this episode is going to be a little wild. It's going to be a little spiritual. Yes. Um, and all the above and in between. Because that's pretty much how me and Ikea rose. So, um. I never told her what the topic of this podcast was going to be. I just kind of like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And she's always down because um, she's a down chick. And she agreed. So so to get us started, I wanted to talk a little bit about our journey this year, where your headspace is, because I actually had a really long day at work today. What? And I'm not even going to say rough because I'm always counting my blessings, but I definitely have been in this transition period where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Today was just one of those days where I felt like if I could figure it out sooner rather than later, I want to. Affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, let's just start there. Like what you got for me, sis? I mean, um, I mean, you know what I had, my line sister, you, you probably know who I'm talking about. My line sister, um, Vicky. You, you remember Vicky from Trinity? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my line sister, she, um, she went to grad school in Hawaii. She got her master's in, um, business administration with a concentration in marketing. Look at her. <laughs> Just rude. This podcast should actually be called <laughs> Two Girls and a Dog. Because my dog... <laughs> Is making so much noise right she now. She's gonna quiet down a little bit. Yeah, though. but just listeners, it's Bella. Um but yeah, so she, she went to school and everything like that. And once she uh she got a job, you know what I'm saying? And you know, she was doing what anybody would typically do. You know, you go to school, you get a job. However, what she noticed was that, you know, in those jobs she was getting, um, like the job, like kept letting her go for whatever reason, maybe it's budgets or things of that nature. Allegedly, allegedly, um, <laughs> and uh, and so she ended up getting another job, like a really, really good, like it was like her dream job. And then the job ended up letting her go, and she was like, God kept giving her this dream, like she needed to, like she kept having this dream for like years, you know, 
um, telling her like what she needed to do. And she just ignored the dream. And then one day, once her the last job, it was like her dream job, finally let her go. She was like, I need to listen to this dream. Um, and from there, she's her own entrepreneur. She's her own business person. She has her own um, thing. She's doing film about uh, ancestry, DNA. You know, she's traveled all over the world. And she hasn't worked for anybody. And she's in years. I want to say maybe five years. She's been making it. And one thing that she told me, um, especially when I, you know, when I go through tough times with jobs, is that us as people... Um, we let our jobs define who we are as people. Um, and sometimes it's harder for us to let that go because we feel we like, we're like, well, if I don't have this job, who am I? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, who am I without that title? And it's all about you creating your own lane. So if you're getting those affirmations and it's telling you like, hey, like, I'm telling you, you need to go, then you need, then you should listen. You should definitely listen because... You don't want no job to define you, especially nothing that's not guaranteed. That can go away. That's so true. That like people think that nothing. People think because they work for the government that <laughs> they forever got a job. And I'm just like, your job can. It might be harder for you to get fired, but your job can be. You can lose that today or tomorrow. That's not guaranteed. So you know that's actually funny because me, we, the two of us have had this conversation. But my bigger thing is. Not only am I not, I don't feel like I'm fulfilled. So I feel mm -hmm. like there's so much more that I can be doing. Right. And what I do for a certain company that I will not name mm -hmm. is something that I I'm have gonna been. We're going to block that out because right? right? <laughs> you already said it. But what I do for this company is something that I don't necessarily like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The skill that I do, I don't, I'm just good at it. Right. And I'm trying to get to the area where I feel fulfilled and I understand that what I'm doing is absolutely what God put me on this earth to do. Um, but when you were talking about the whole job thing, and I even like when you went with the whole entrepreneurship just now, is right. because another thing that I've been thinking about, you know, I'm always on YouTube. I'm always, you know, when I get these sermons, I'm like looking to see exactly what they are. But one of the the scriptures that keeps coming to me is Matthew 6.33, and that's, but seek for, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And my pastor has been talking about those conjunctions. So you don't just seek first the kingdom of God, but and there's a big and there and his righteousness. So my thing is I wanna I'm I'm constantly trying to reflect and listen and see exactly what that both of those are. Um, but with that being said, it's been more in my heart to lean more to the entrepreneur path because one thing that I want to do is set my children who I do not have yet up for some generational wealth right. and I don't want them to have to start from scratch like I had to right. my parents had they put together a good foundation but if my kids can be making money in their sleep like other kids who went to you know we, that's when we went to college right. it was a shock to our system because right. it was girl it was girl we went to an all-girls Catholic school y'all mm -hmm. me and Ikea Two little well, black loosely girls. Loosely Catholic. Loosely Catholic. It, it, was, it, was, it was loosely Catholic, but two little black girls. We went to Trinity University. Trinity right. University is the sister school to Georgetown. Right. The, I mean, when I mean, George, before Georgetown was co-ed, this is where the prestigious okay. Congress men's daughters would go because they were, like, the family was in D.C. a lot. Right. Um, but a very prestigious university in D.C., 
Um, and you know, there were girl, girls there, there, they made money in their sleep because of trust funds or investments mm-hmm. and different things that their parents had versus the two of us. Right. Um, we had to start pretty much from scratch. Right. We had to figure things out on our own. With right. that being said, you know, navigating a career path, finding mentors outside of our house, outside of our family who can literally, it was like, show us your ways and like, we'll listen. That, Yeah. I think, and that's another thing, like, one thing that makes me upset sometimes, too, is, um, there's two things I wanted to say. One thing that makes us afraid to jump out there and just take the leap, the leap of faith is fear. And one thing I've always lived by is this. If it doesn't scare the shit out of you, it's not worth doing. Something that scares you to the point to where you're afraid you're going to lose it all, that should make you want to do it more. Because it's like, I gotta, I gotta excel at this. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, then I could be mad at myself if I don't do it. But at least I can say I tried. So you know what? So with that being said, I'm completely with you. <laughs> I'm completely with you. But listeners, and I want to hear your comments because I think that I am in the space where nothing scares me, and mm. not to the point of like. I definitely have the realizations that I could fail. That just failure just no longer scares me. Mm. My big thing is, again, this is back to that Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, all of the sermons, the different books that I read, there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. Mm. And I don't want to just step out on what I think to be a good idea. And this was not something that was that was directed by God. Like I'm literally trying to wait for that direction before I make the next step. So the other idea, like the ideas that I have, I'm not even that passionate about it. You know well, what I'm saying? There, there is a fear. The fear might not be that I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid that if I go out there, I'm going to fail. The fear is I just don't want to do the wrong thing. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But you don't know what the right or wrong thing is until you do it. It's if, okay. All right. So, so let's just say this. I have been wanting to work on this podcast for a really long time. So I'm actually glad that you agreed to do it. No, because this is dope. It gives me some practice. It gives you listeners something to listen to. Um, But this is something that I wanted to do. And let me backtrack. And let me just talk about this podcast just for a second. One of the things that I wanted to have this podcast, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was pretty much for what we talked about a little while ago. People like Ikea, people like me, we had to figure things out on our own. And even now, we're figuring things out on our own. So people may see me and who know me professionally, they see this shiny bio, Mm -hmm. this great LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I call them people good on paper. They Okay, well, (laughs) shots fired at me. But But what I'm saying is that I can give you a bio and a LinkedIn profile, and it's like, oh, wow, she has it all together. In the back of my mind, though, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out what the rest of my life is going to look yeah, like. That's I'm trying to get. I'm trying yeah. to get my steps. Well, first of all, hold up, time out. <laughs> good on paper. Are, 
I think people who can't even back up the roles that they've been in. Okay. So it's like, oh, okay. like, okay. okay, this person's coming from so-and-so, they're a new employee. Then it's like, how did they <laughs> make it that far? I'm like, that's good on paper. Your girl, as in me. Oh, you be backing it up. Yeah. I do. I'm not, a, I'm not just good at paper. I'm good in the building. I'm good in the boardroom. I'm good on the stage. I'm good wherever I need to be. <laughs> so but what I'm saying is, I'm literally just trying to figure out the rest of my life. And so it's always helpful for me. Both Ikea and I's major was communication. Right. It's no secret. I do communications for a living. But one of the, the things that draws me to communications is I just love connecting with people. I love to hear their stories. I love to hear different ideas. I love to collaborate with people. That creative energy just really like gets right. me going. And so... I have such great conversations with people all the time, you included. And I was like, you know what? Other people need to hear this. Like, <laughs> it's just really amazing. So the idea was like, we like to eat. We love to talk. Yes. Let's have a chat and chew. And, and literally, as we break bread, we can actually be changing not just our lives, but somebody, somebody else's. else's. No, and we true. can be as much as we can be a tool for somebody listening who may be thinking, you know what? I needed that 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 little bit of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I needed that advice. You know, Christina, Ikea, I want to hit you up um, on IG, and I just have a question about something that you said. In any way that we can connect you to something, um, we're happy to do that. Right. But Absolutely. this platform, it's, it's, it's bigger than talking to me. It's bigger right. than talking. This is about changing our lives, changing... Um, impacting positively other people's lives and then leaving something for the community because that's another thing that's always left off the table. We can sit here all day and talk about our business path. Right. But how does our community look on paper? Let's go back to that look on paper metaphor. Mm-hmm. How, on paper, how does our community look? I mean, I think I think in the age of social media, like everybody is just like so um so fixated on how other people perceive them that they're not really living their true life or mm, their true story. That's you know good. That's good. So at the end of the day, nobody's good on paper. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good on social media. And I said it in quotation air quotation marks. <laughs> everybody's good on social media, but nobody's like really out here hustling and stuff like that. Like one thing, one thing that like for instance, like social media is just supposed to be like a platform where you actually supposed to like promote and 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 i mean you want to take selfies and show your family and stuff like that like, that's cool and everything like that but the platform is really to like to put you or your business or what you got going on out there to the masses to people that you would never get to you know if you was just at home locally and um that dynamic has changed you know what i'm saying nobody and that's an, that and that's the thing i wanted to bring up one thing in our community is that we don't teach each other. You know what I'm saying? That's why we don't have a lot of black-owned companies or black-owned businesses. Like, a lot of our people, like, sometimes they they just got to learn on their own because no one is teaching them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? There's, mm-hmm. nobody, there's, no, there's nobody for us to follow in their footsteps. I think now that is shifting. I think, I, I think as of today, I know a lot more black business owners than I did maybe six years ago, seven years ago. And I think one of the reasons is that our generation of people, we aren't about to sit around and do nothing is bad that our parents, you know, got a good job, nine to five, that type of stuff. I think that we're more like the, our entire world 
since we were born has kind of catered to us always thinking that we need to be happy at all mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think naturally people in our generation aren't about to sit at a job that they don't like. I think that we've also been equipped with more resources, i.e. the internet, that you don't need a college degree or anything for to master and like get on there and Google your life away to say like, hey, you know what? There is a void in this and if I can just sit here and develop it, I'll do that myself. Exactly. Um, So I actually think that that's a good thing. Now, what, since we're always trying to push the needle forward, what do you think that we could be doing more of or better to actually push the needle for and make our community look good on paper? Uh, that's a tough one because like, I see a lot of people, a lot of my peers, they have, you know, thrown community events and, mm-hmm. um, and giving away to the community like shoes and food and, and stuff like that. Like I, I've seen that. I just think that our people just need to support those events more. You know what I'm saying? Like, just as much as we want to go to the next little baby or money bag yo concert, we need and who? <laughs> little baby and money bag yo. Okay. We need to keep that same energy and be out there and support those same people who are doing those community events and just out there, just you know, basically doing for doing what doing for our community that we didn't have people do for us back in the day. So, I mean, I, I just I just think that's all what it really is. You know, like, get out, support it more. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, like, yeah. Just support it. Support our black-owned businesses and support our black-owned designers, uh, our black-owned, black-owned restaurateurs. Like, we just need to just get out there. Because there's a lot of them in the city. Actually, I can. You got a timer. So the timer means that you have to answer a question of my choice. (laughs) So, huh. There are two types of people in this world. What are the two types? (laughs) CEOs and workers. That's always stuck with me. (laughs) And tell me why you went there out of every other direction you could have went. So this guy used to date. And he was um, a great motivation in my life, but he used to always tell me, he used to always say, like, you know, one day I'm going to pick up the paper and I'm going to see you on the Washington Post. I'm going to see you on the cover. He, he, to this day, he still says that. He's like, I'm going to see you on that. And he was like, but there's only two type of people in this world, I kid, CEOs and workers. Which one are you going to be? And it's, that's always resonated with me because everybody... Um, who was a CEO had to follow somebody at one point. And some people who follow don't need to be CEOs, but they need to be able to support the CEO and have mm-hmm. the same share the same value mm-hmm. and the same mission. So with that being said, I always felt like I had a CEO mentality, a CEO spirit, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just need to get full force behind myself to just make that happen. Okay. Um, yeah. So on that note though, do you have anything like coming down the production pipeline on your end that you oh, want to share, put out one, there. How can we help? How, like, <laughs> again, how can we help you? Um, well, one of the things I'm really passionate about is cooking. Um, I do have my own business, Gluten Global. 
Um, for those of you who do not know, I am allergic to gluten, so I try to live a gluten-free <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, it is awful going out for her. Because it's like, uh, okay, do you have gluten options? And then she sounds snobby because, like, in real life, who has a gluten allergy? Nobody. People just want to do it because it's like a health-conscious fad. But she legit has a gluten allergy. Yes, it is like... It's, it's miserable, especially being black and being allergic to gluten. <laughs> you know, especially when all your family want to make cornbread and stuff it and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's real difficult. But um, I'm going to, right now, in production of finishing up the cook. Well, not finishing. Starting the cookbook um, so I can get that published. Uh, the idea with the cookbook all came because, you know, all my exes have inspired me. This, the idea came from me doing a relationship cookbook and this guy I was dating he used to always cook and that, that was like the first time I had a guy cook for me in like a long time forever right now how many dudes you talk to that can actually throw down in the kitchen who me yeah can you can you can you you can probably name more than five I'm pretty sure you can oh not more than five exactly and wait but when you say throw down Throw you mean like, like like how they used to do, like how your grandmother or your mother be in that kitchen? Oh, well then no, I mean that could do <laughs> like okay, no. these, this was like a you nice balanced love, meal. Like you okay, nah, with the, yeah, you I'm with you. It ain't, it ain't no more than five. Exactly, I only had one ever in my life, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And um, he will always cook for me. You know, maybe because he ain't had that much money. That's probably why. <laughs> And um, all the meals he would cook, he knew I was allergic to gluten, so of course he would make them gluten-free. But he was Jamaican. That's another thing. So he would do gluten-free, you know, curry, gluten-free oxtails and rice. Like, just gluten-free. And I was just, I was like, I'm so in love with him. You know what I'm saying? So I started writing the cookbook based off the meals he would cook for me. Um... Because I can cook the meals too, but it just, you know, it was like, I was like, he cooked them with love. Like, I, like you know, we was we had a great relationship, so, and that's how I conspired it. But once um, me and him broke up, you know, I still wanted to do the cookbook, and I still want to keep it with that relationship thing. It might change, who knows, but um, that's what I'm going with it at right now. So, Gloom Global, I do have an Instagram for that. It's just Gloom Global, at Gloom Global on Instagram. G-L-U-T-E-N and then Global G-L-O-B-A-L. So. so, fellas, you've heard it here first. <laughs> if you want to win her over, learn how to cook. Not a little bit of like no chef boy ID, but no. Throw down like your mama, your grandmama, and figure out how her mama and grandmother used to cook and you try to replicate that. And make sure it's gluten free because you gotta go to extra mile and extra You know what I'm saying? So, you know what, Ikea? Last Monday... I was at home. It was my church's 25th anniversary mm -hmm. and T.D. Jakes right. was the speaker that night. And he literally said in the audience, he was like, you have, you are birthing something. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm giving you guys one year. Mm -hmm. And I put a, a, a alarm on my phone to go off one year from month, whatever last Monday is. Right. So today is October the 17th. You have one yes, year. Yes. Put it in your phone because yes. October the 17th, 2019, I want to be doing an update podcast that and is, the readers are hearing everything that so that's true. already, that has that already so come to life. 
that has already been um, executed and you're, you're telling them the next phase of the plan. Because again, like God said, it's already been, it's, it's been written. And we know that God's plan is for us to prosper. So, sis, you ain't got no, no you ain't got no you, excuse. But you want to know something, though? Like, it's people such as yourself that really, really believe in me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I be like, why is everybody, why do everybody have so much more confidence in me when it comes to my own dreams than I do and within myself? And um, that's something that I've been battling with, you know, on and off for a while now. But it's just another affirmation that, you know, and I tell it because, you know, I manage clients, too. And I tell my clients all the time, like, I can't believe in you more than you believe in yourself. That's that's, that's a word. And that's a word. Message. Message. And I say that. I say that, too. And I have to say that to myself sometimes. Like, my friends can't believe in me more than I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. So, I got to believe in myself. I got to keep pushing myself, you know, and I got to make this happen. So, setting deadlines is one of the things. Like, I have a deadline to meet with my friends so that we can get this publishing thing going down for the, um, going down for the, the cookbook. Mm -hmm. And you, another thing that he said is that us as black people, we don't never want to invest in ourselves. Invest like money. We be so quick to spend it on Gucci, Louis, and Prada. But when it comes to investing in our own dreams, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm about to bust out into like an old Kanye all falls down lyrics. Go ahead. Which go ahead. ain't really, I don't have time for him right now. So I'm we already getting the We got time for old Kanye. We got time but, for old Kanye. But what I think is that we're also taught that if you're going to invest in something, people, that other people need to see it. Mm. Natural self. So that might be like a generational or like cultural it might need a generational or cultural, cultural shift because right. we like to show. Baby, we do like to show, but show people what we really don't have or what we do have. I mean, I don't know. Or we got to show people that we quote unquote have it, whatever the it is. That and and that's true too. I just feel like that is. I just really feel like that is pointless. I mean, um, yeah, like. Like, I just feel like wasting, like, if you have it, definitely do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I like nice things. We all, you like nice things. We all like nice things. And, you know, if you can, if you can do it and do it. But there's a lot of people out here stunting, you know, wearing other people's clothes <laughs> and showboating other people's money. You know what I'm saying? They ain't really got it like that. Tell us about the stunt, I kid. Tell you about the stunt. I mean. <laughs> I just want Lil Wayne stunting like his daddy. But what's the stunt like? I here? mean, niggas just. They just be out here stunting. Like, they don't... Like, they really do not have it. They do not have it. And they be faking like they do. And people... Like I said, when you get on Instagram or whatever, you know, you, it's one thing. But every hour they don't know. Pick up their kids. They buy their child support. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shame. They ain't got no car license. About to be suspended. Like, it be a lot. Like, it's like... You know, it's just... It just be a lot of clowns out here. There are a lot of clowns out here. Yes. Mm. They do. They definitely do be out here. But, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> I try to stay away from those. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, That's questions. the timer. <laughs> question. Uh-oh. And Bella is sick of that. She is in full of facts. Okay. So, hmm. Where do I want to go with this? So 
So actually, this is kind of cool. But this one, this one says, "Who are you the most inspired by or in awe of?" Oh, that is a tough one. Who am I most inspired by or in awe of? You know what? I'm just gonna just. I mean, some people might go and love me or hate me for this. I know who you' about to say. But I'm gonna go. With one, are you ready? Oh, just Kim Kardashian. I thought you was gonna say Cardi B. Oh no, okay. Kim Kardashian. Like my friends, everybody thinks like, oh my, they just some of them be so disgusted by the fact that I love Kim. Like I'm a big, a huge Kim K fan. But then slowly but surely, I be seeing them coming down the Kim the Kim pipeline. Talking about, oh, you see Kim in that outfit that was bomb. Don't be coming for my girl like that. You was all hating on her. But I'm very inspired by her because you could say what you want to say about her. She works her ass off. Like, is that true though? I can't. She does. I mean, your brain. Well, your like for instance, like. Your brand, if even if your brand is yourself, that's an investment in yourself. Now, whatever you got to do to keep yourself looking good, that's facials, plastic surgery. It is what it is. But people are buying into that. It sales. It's for all the haters that she has. She has way more people who buy her stuff and you know want to want to mimic her and want to dress like her and want to be like her. I don't necessarily want to be like Kim K. You know what I'm saying? But I am inspired by her because she does work her she does work very hard and work to everybody is different you know what i'm saying maybe she ain't had the same struggle like you and i you know what i'm saying that's true maybe she was she was already three or four steps ahead of the ladder than us because of where she comes from but at the end of the day like you got to keep yourself relevant in, to, in today's times and she does a good job at marketing herself and being relevant and that's all that matters you know what i'm saying like you could be an Instagram model, but how long is that going to last? You know what I'm saying? If, if Instagram was out how it is today and Kim Kardashian was, and we had it back then, she'll probably be a billionaire probably by now. You know what I'm saying? But she knows how to market herself. She knows how to market her products. She knows how to stay relevant. She knows how to keep the money flowing. And I think that they should teach that in school. Like, <laughs> they should because that's the age that we live in. It's all about that's being funny. It's okay. all about being relevant. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because today's kids, their attention span is like, it goes like that. You know what I'm saying? They hear something today, you gone tomorrow. People, like, for instance, people be real mad at Takashi 6 9 because he always trolling and he always doing something. But what is he always doing? Being relevant. Kanye West. Believe it or not, he is marketing himself. As much as we hate... No, that's true. That's true because yes. I, I, what I honestly think is that he's going to keep trolling. Yes. And what I think is that, you know, sticking with the whole college thing, he's going to have some type of... He might have already did this. But he's going to go back to the old Kanye and he's going to use this as his quote-unquote testimony. But exactly. I think this is all part of the gimmick exactly. to keep get us matter, 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 exactly. matter. Keep the attention on him. Exactly. Get us matter. And then he's going to... It's all about being relevant. But at the same time, too, let, let's look at the flip side of that. If everybody in the world is just trying to look at being relevant, then one, how are we helping anybody other than ourselves? And then two... Okay. And then okay. two, my thing is, why the antics? Like, let's just do some, like, good stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you look at it, Kanye does do good stuff. Like what? He just came back from the whole Uganda trip. He just did that, like, this week. He was in Uganda. He did that. 
um, he gave the kids in the Uganda um, white Yeezys. You know what I'm saying? I can't, but just going going to a and he's back in Chicago. He's back in Chicago too. That's another thing. He's trying to get he's trying to get back in touch. With okay, his roots. so I think we have we we differ on what good things are because at the same okay. time when you meet in with the president who does who clearly does not care about he don't care about me as no. a as a black no he straight woman he don't care about me at all the fact so that you're a woman totally disqualified no right <laughs> and the fact that I'm black and I'm not a now if I was black and I had money I eat Kanye maybe, maybe, I might get have his ear you maybe, know what I'm saying I could sure. have one of his little meetings where like he comes out and shakes my hand in the plaza yeah. of, uh, I'm in the lobby of Trump Tower mm-hmm. like I, I could probably have one of those meetings but me as the black girl that lives in Southeast DC who makes no type of money compared to him. He don't yeah. give a crap about what I got to say. No, so, he doesn't. But I, I'm just. But he I, don't care about them kids that Kanye get the Yeezys to. No, so my he thing does, is, no, he does not. But what I'm saying is, is that marketing is and and staying relevant in today's society is what really matters. And on top of Kim, the person I'm, I'm really in all of is her mother, Chris Jenner. Chris runs that whole. You want to know a good publicist, a good manager? It is Chris. Chris can flip a whole situation and make it into something you never thought about. Like, that's dope. That's dope at the end of the day. Like, it is. I, I think you're giving Chris Jenner a little too much credit. Cause I know. I'm even I'm saying me. Chris is good because she's the, she's the manager and the publicist. But Kim is also good because, you know, she has to, you know, she has to keep keep working. She has to mm-hmm. keep doing something, you know. And if you and if y'all do watch Keeping the Kardashians, I mean, it is a reality TV show, but it it does show all of their work ethic. All of their work ethic. Like, it does not. It shows what they want you to see. I mean, they film for they film for a few hours a week. They pack these storylines in. You got it it is it's all a marketing shift. And what I will give Chris is that Chris knows she has what? How many kids? I don't know. Ten. Chris right. has ten kids. Which I didn't know she has seven. Whoop de do I kids. <laughs> seven. You okay. Give that lady three more kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wait a minute, it's six. No, it's seven. It's five of them with Rob Kardashian. It's four it? with Rob. It's four. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob, Rob, Kylie, Kylie. and okay, Kendall. Okay, six, six. Okay, but what, what what she does do a good job is that she markets all six to different audiences. So, yeah. so at whatever stage you're in in the game, whatever you are in she life, can, can you can relate yes. to one of the Kardashian-Jenner yes. girls. Yes. Seven, if you include Chris herself, because she's again, yes. she's a she's she, a she she's she has her she's own her own, own exactly. Her own so you can you can relate to. At least at minimum one to and two of them, that, that, and I think that that's kind of dope. That, Whether that, or not it's meaningful is another thing. I would argue that it's meaningful not, but... in the sense of it's great marketing, it's great like money making skills and social media. And but you know what, too? That's so funny because it's this dude that I follow on IG, and I just kind of think he's he's just dope because he's like a black publicist. He's a young dude. And I actually saw him, um, I think, on the Breakfast Club, and he had this segment. He had like posted a clip on his IG, and I found that on like the search page. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, um, like, get you a publicist. Like, why you still need a publicist in today's day and age? Right. And it's back to like your point. Sometimes. 
people think that antics and all these different things go into pub publicity, but you do need somebody who can sit down and put together a communication strategy, an actual yes, plan, control. and to help you yes, control it and execute it. Exactly. So the funny thing is, he started this. He he. I don't know how it started. Earn Duke, if you ever listen to this podcast, I would like to have you on. <laughs> but he um wore a jacket to on to what was this this one called? On the run too. Oh, on the, the one, concert. On the, on the one too, yeah. He wore this jacket that said Beyonce's. It, it was either Beyonce's publicist a black or Beyonce has a black publicist, okay. which she does. Event, and I don't think people know that. Mm. But he wore it there. It it started taking off, and ironically, I saw Yvette respond, and she was talking about how like she saw the jacket and she thought that was dope. All I'm saying is, I think Chris Jenner's great. But there were so many firsts before her. I and mean, then I also think, too, that a lot of the people, you know, a lot of people like Eve, like, we didn't, we, uh, I didn't know that Yvette had a black, I mean, Yvette was Beyonce's publicist. I didn't even know Beyonce had a publicist. I mean, she barely. But, <laughs> no, come on, you cannot be that strategic, that wealthy, that private without a publicist. You think so? Somebody Beyonce been like this since Destiny's Child. No. Like, she's always been to herself. She always Right, but private. you have to, especially at that. I just thought that was like her own nature no she she has a team of people who trust and believe she get media requests every day and they're funneling those and i'm pretty sure how grimy the media is in today's day and age they're always looking for more information they got her publicist is probably killing different stories left and right i mean no that's definitely i mean one thing i love about and that's i mean i mean you asked me that question i do have a lot of people one thing i also love is that with beyonce is that um Stuff comes at her or stories come out and she never, like, she's one of the, she's one of the few people who don't have to say anything about nothing. And she would just let people speculate and just let people speculate. You know what? That That's actually a, a strategy in itself. And that's to say nothing. It's just, yes, it's to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think more people, especially more celebrities, you know what I'm saying? People like, I, I, I didn't even take a page out the book. You know what I'm saying? It's, some things are better left unsaid. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to react to everything. You don't have to talk about everything. Like, and we'll find out about it sooner or later. Beyonce does give us the answers. Now, how fast we get those answers are different. <laughs> nah, you might have to wait till she drop a, uh, a another song. A whole Netflix deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> for real. But for she, real. she's going to give us her side of the story when she's ready. You know what I'm saying? And I think and I think sometimes when you are famous, um, that privacy, you know, is kind of like ripped away from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get that. You don't get to, you know, sh keep certain things here. Like, things that we cherish, that we're able to keep to ourselves, you don't get that on a fame level. You know what I'm saying? So, and I like how she, she controls her environment, her situation, everything so, like, so well. Which brings me back to the whole Kris Jenner thing. Kris worked dang on hard to keep that Kylie Jenner pregnancy on, like, on No, the okay, low. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait on a minute. On the note. Now, though, now, though, they all, even if you watch the show, Chris might be at the table, but they have people now. It's not like Chris is, like, making I mean, yeah, because she can't do it all by yeah, herself. She, but she, she, they have people now. Who, Chris and the people, they really control that. No one knew what the hell was going on. 
I thought she really wasn't pregnant. I was like, this is just another story. I just did not think the girl was pregnant. <laughs> I was like, she, she don't look pregnant. The picture she's posting, she looks skinny. Like, she just don't look pregnant at all. But it all goes to show, like, you have to control your environment. You got to keep people around you that you trust. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. That's a good way to pivot. Because I'm yeah. actually tired of talking about the Kardashians and Jenner. <laughs> I was actually very ready to pivot as soon as you said Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. But no, so on that... On that note in that topic, how do you know? Actually, let's start here because I had a very good conversation with two people and we got to talking about how do you define trust? So I would like to hear how you define trust how because you, trust me, it differs from person to person. That is true. Now, trust just in general or trust like in relationships or... Friend, if somebody came to you and said, trust, you tell me. You go to it. Okay, I would say I would define trust as I would define trust as someone that I can just someone that I can confide in with with my secret, someone that I know. Ah, oh, that's a that's a difficult one, ain't it? It is difficult. It I, had me. It had I all of us. We were stuck. I don't know how to define trust, but I know when I first meet someone and and we grow. A relationship, whether it's friendship, personal, whatever, um, work relationship, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt from the beginning. I know that. I'm giving you benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a, you know, I'm gonna let you hang yourself with the rope if, if I find if I realize I can't trust you. But I'm gonna give you benefit of the doubt in the beginning. To be in the beginning, I'm gonna give you benefit of the doubt. But I know what it's like to not be trusted if I can't trust you. Betrayal, stab me in the back, <laughs> talk behind my back. I know that ain't trust. But I'm going to give everybody face value, be, beginning of the benefit of the doubt as soon as I meet you. And we just we just going to rock and go from there. Okay. Like, we just going to rock. I mean, that's that's difficult to define it in. Because I feel like we put more, we put more, um of a value of a definition and trust in personal relationships than we do in regular friendships. You mean like love relationships yeah. that we do in like friendships? It's easy you to define what? trust in a love relationship. Well, that, but that's true. But at the same time, too, then it all leads to why there's a breakdown when there is a breakdown in like different type of relationships, whether it's friends, whether or not it's coworkers, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, I mean, no, that's that. I mean, no, that's definitely true. It's just, yeah, I just know, like, I just gotta, I just gotta be able to trust you. Like, I gotta, if I can talk to you and confine in you and you don't say nothing, not to trust you. You know what I'm saying? We, we, on the, we, on the same, we on the same page. So can somebody regain their trust with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? You want to know something? The crazy part is, with my friendships, I'm the best person, like, with trust. In friendships, I am hands down the best. Allegedly. Allegedly. Unless someone comes forward and says I'm different. I'm messing with you. I'm the best thing. But in relationships, I am so bad. Jesus. (laughs) At least you honest. You heard it first. She admits her faults. I am so bad. And I feel like some people feel like in personal relationships, like love relationships, you cannot regain trust. And I feel like anything can be healed over time. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta really be. Mm. You just gotta really be willing to work. And that was that was a message. Yes, yes. You gotta really be working to stick it out. Like, you know, like because with women, we forgive 
you know, when we're in our, like our love relationship, we forgive, but the trust still ain't all the way restored. So, you know, but we'll work towards it. You know, we'll stay in the relationship to make it work. But men, as soon as you do something that just looks suspicious or untrustworthy, they they act like they can't. You can't gain their trust back or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that's because you can look at a Netflix show without them, and they can't trust you no more. <laughs> Okay. All right. But now you can definitely regain trust. Do you do you think you can regain trust? Um, not really. What? I don't. Well, so I look at trust. I think that I I define trust as an unwavering respect for someone. Mm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say love, unless it's like dealing with like family or something. But yeah, like, I get the respect. Yeah, that. just like an unwavering respect where you know that, and and it also has to do with protection. So you mm. know that you know if any darts are thrown in my back, metaphorically, and I'm not around, you right. have my back, right. and that you would never sort of turn around and like point the arrow at me. Exactly. So that's how I look at it when it comes to. Family, when it comes to friends, and especially love stuff, I do think that with anything, there is a boundary. And once that's crossed, I don't necessarily know that you can regain that. Mm. Because my thing is, I... And I'm a I'm a deep thinker. I'm always trying to figure out well, why did it happen in the first place. Right. And if the answer that I'm I'm getting, or if I'm not sensing how genuine it is, or if it just make no daggone sense to me, mm-hmm. then it's like we we can't ever start to try to make it work. But I feel like with family, you know, just by default, you gotta just give it another nah, chance. <laughs> I ain't there yet. You gotta give it another. I ain't there yet. That might be the next podcast call, and the, the title of that one is. Christina chatting you. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. <laughs> no. I want to be. But I've been watching forgiveness sermons, but right now it's enough for me, dog. I mean, you, I mean, you'll get there. You, you definitely, you definitely will get there. You will definitely get. I mean, I, I told you, um, my aunt got into with her boyfriend. She felt like he betrayed her because he went and told my uncle. Something that she said to him about picking up his mail and not getting his mail. She just thought that was the end of the world. And I'm like, betrayed? That's a, that's a, that's a strong word to be using because he told my uncle, you told him not to get the mail for him. Like, <laughs> we need her on here so she could define trust. Oh, for us. We should get, we should get my aunt up here so she can, um, she'll break it up. She got stories for days. She just, got, <laughs> she just got stories for days. She just I love being around people like that though, like who lived a long life and they can just tell you about their experiences. But the crazy thing is that you can relate to those experiences because they go on the, the same thing just happened over, over and over, over again. That's it one, really is. Yeah, that's one thing that, you know, um I always tell me nothing in nothing in life, um, what she say? Nothing in life changes. Nothing nothing in life changes but time. That's it. Men still the same. Friendships still the same. Girlfriends. Like, the cycle just going to constantly keep repeating itself. Like, But I guess my thing is, and for the sake of the show and what we almost 50 minutes in, how do we change that for the better, though? Because if the expectation is that we constantly just going around in these circles and it's like 
somewhat negative, how can we change it for the better? So when I, by the time we have kids and they want a podcast or whatever mm-hmm. new technology is that y'all are all hearing their opinions of what they got to say, that they're like, yeah, you know, our parents did a good job of setting a foundation for this. Or because Christine mm-hmm. and Nikea sat down on October the 17th, of 2018 and you know at least right. try to continue the narrative and bring other people online you, and everything from that day forward was better because of what because people have to teach morals and values i feel like mm. that is that is lost That's in good. translation That's good. that is so lost like some of the things i was brought up on you know, whether it be good or bad. Some stuff I didn't agree with. You I know? mean, you like Kim Kardashian, sis. So I don't know if that's where I would go. I can, uh, you like city girls? They talk about selling tricking niggas. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, that's a message. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying, morals and values, like, how we treat ourselves as women, how we respect ourselves with as women when it comes to friendships, when it comes to being in love with a man or a woman, whatever your you know your preference choice is. Like our parents, our parents like they taught us some stuff, but they really didn't teach us nothing. And that's as we in the era now with self love. But wait a minute, my parents did. My parents did a good job of that. I mean. Like teaching morals and values, my parents absolutely did no, a great job. Now, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt did a, a tremendous job of teaching me morals and values and how to treat people. Um, but in the regards to, um, I mean, well, people's moral values are. I mean, in today's age, you got to teach your kids a whole different morals and values. You got to teach your kids about self love and how to love yourself and not. Be so and 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 that with what's going on with social media that you want to change. But my, I mean, I like. But back to your aunt's point, we didn't have social media back back then. My parents were definitely teaching my brother and I self love, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Of course, it wasn't the internet, but at the same time, too, a bully's a bully. So whether right. like you getting bullied in pre K right. or some, you know, or online. It was. Right. It's just like every kid has to has to kind of go through the same thing. You don't get somebody that talk about you. The boy that likes you gonna constantly pick on you, call you ugly, say yeah. your hair, whatever. Yeah. But as a parent, I think that you're constantly having those conversations with your kids. They're just gonna be like, yeah. But when it happens on Twitter, then you know. But you know you gotta what? Add I, that I, I language know, but in. you know what? A lot of, a lot of, of, I can't say I can, I can, I can agree with you because like your parents taught you about self love and or whatnot. But I have a lot of, I know a lot of people today who really don't know what self-love is because sometimes I see them in the most ugliest relationships with men or the ugliest relationships with friendships. And I'm just like, if you knew better, you would do do better. better. That's true. You know what I'm saying? that's true. And so you can't know about self-love if you just letting a guy mentally or emotionally abuse you. You know what I'm saying? Or manipulate you. You know what I'm saying? You you don't know self-love if... If but you, I think if you but that, you allowing that's true. Life. But that's perspective, though. Mm. But that's perspective because, I mean, even, I mean, there are so many women today, and I'm just going to use the example of the women. Mm-hmm. But there are so many women today that loves the crap out of themselves, right? Right. But they're in relationship with trash can dudes. Mm. But again, 
to them, they can't break up that that's all self-love. To them, it's like, I love myself, but at the same time, it's back to what we were talking about earlier with the whole trust thing. And right. can you forgive friendships and that type of stuff? Mm-hmm. Women, black women, and I'm going to be a little more uh, uh, micro and say, because I ain't trying to speak for everybody else. I don't need y'all writing me and all that. <laughs> what I will say is, as far as Ikea and I, how we grew up, the mm-hmm. people that we know. Right. Typically, your parent, those parents taught you, you know, well, this this is what happens with guys. The right. same with these blockbuster movies. The guy betrays you. In the end, somehow, you take them back. Right. But on the other hand, when it's not love-related, and it's, let's say, a girlfriend, a girlfriend betrays you, mm-hmm. you are not taught to take that girl back. You're taught right. that she's a hater, that yes. she's an enemy, that exactly. she cannot be trusted. Exactly. So my point, right, so going back to the whole thing about self-love, sometimes it can be about the, you, you know, love is also, love is, is felt as much as it's taught. Mm. So if you're taught to expect these things, especially as it relates to dudes, or if you're taught to, um, you know, that this is what love looks like, because mm-hmm. a lot of people think love is pain and right. everything exactly. that it's not. Exactly. Then when it's received that way, then they're like, yeah, and this is bad. I love myself and he loves me too. Right. Now, the outside person looking in like, sis. Like, this ain't healthy, this ain't good. You know it's what I'm saying? Not, it's not. And, and, and one thing is, too, is, like, you could be taught all the self-love in the world. One thing, I think I heard an older person tell me this. They say, um, you know, you teach, you know, when you have your kids, you have them from when they're, like, from when they're born up until they're 18 years old. You can instill everything in them, self-love, awareness, and everything like that. But once they get out in that world, that's, it's up to them to take those morals and values in their lives and apply them to life you gotta apply them for them you know what i'm saying you know what so so let me just go back to my church notes because i got them right here (laughs) but on october the 10th i'm sorry october the 7th that sunday my church we're, we're actually just finishing a sermon about the original intent of god for your family and one of the messages that they talked about that I literally, I just ironically, as we talk and I had this page open, but it says, you are not just raising children, you are raising adults. Yes. And what I remember that the B was that so, for so, was like, when kids are in your house, let's say they're before 18, right? Mm-hmm. So, for so, for a lot of people, they are talked to as in the age that they're in versus using that lesson okay and when you leave this house and when you get older and when you have kids this is what you need to do and i don't have children yet i will say yet Mm -hmm. because i want to be a parent we're claiming it we're gonna claim that (laughs) i'm gonna need some help but okay whatever but i thought about that and i was like huh because when i'm talking to my nephews or when i'm thinking about raising kids i'm literally thinking about just that and that was like a very pivotal shift in my mind because mm-hmm. I'm I'm now I'm thinking, you know what? Like the messages that stuck with me was because my parents weren't talking to me like 
hey, you know, when you go to high school, it was exactly. like, no, you get in the real world and you, <laughs> like, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Those are the messages that exactly. stuck with me. Exactly. Like, even as a kid, I can remember some sermons or just some, some, some conversations or some, you know, I'm getting yelled at for whatever I did. And I remember it, like, it stuck with me because my parents were kind of like, and when you get older and like, you know, one day you're going to thank me. And it's like, I always go back to those. But I think it's because in those moments, they made sure that they were not just raising a kid, but also an adult. Exactly. And I, and I think that, and that's another thing that gets lost in translation as well. Like, you know, we like, but even, but then again, that goes back to what, what we're saying. You could be told all that and you'll get in the real world and do the complete opposite. You'll do the complete opposite. Like, and I just say that too because, you know, you and I both came from strong, strong households, strong opinionated women households. You know what I'm saying? And um, even when I got as a, I'm going to say this. I didn't become an adult until I was. Girl, I still ain't no adult. I'm, I'm, I, not, a, I'm not a grown up. I'm an adult. I'm I an adult. ain't no adult. I'm an adult. I'm an mm-hmm. adult. I'm an adult. And I was I didn't become an adult until I was like, what, 23, 25. That's when I became an adult. You know what I'm saying? That's when I started doing adult shit. Like paying bills and budgeting and savings and 401k. Like, that's when I started doing that. But um, even with that being the case, you know what I'm saying? I was still a lot of a lot of values. In my life. And one of the things that, that came with that was being in a relationship. Like, I grew up in a household where my dad wasn't always there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, when I did get, like, a, a real, real relationship, you know, I try to do everything in my power to keep my man there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And my dad wasn't there because he was a deadbeat. My dad just couldn't just stay out of jail. But, you know, when he was there, he was there. But one thing, um, when I became an adult, or well, when I, you know, had my own relationship, I just wanted to keep my man there. And I was like, okay, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do to keep mm-hmm. my man there. You know, and if that's including him being manipulative and controlling, because which he was, you know what I'm saying, he was very controlling. And sometimes, and when I say controlling, I'm not like, he's like, you stay in the house. He's not like controlling like that, but controlling how I look, what I wear, mm-hmm. how I dress. What we where we go vacation where we go eat like at the end of the day you just can't be yourself you know and he was very manipulative sometimes when you dealing with guys who um who think that they have more than you they have more to offer to you than the next guy they tell you right up in your face ain't nobody gonna love you like I love you ain't nobody gonna treat you the way I treat you the pastor talked about this on Sunday <laughs> remember yes remember? yes men do that. And us as women, we internalize it and we really believe that we never going to find another man. Or well, another I don't, man. though. I mean, I'm not, no shade, but I don't. When you're not young. when I was young, either. Okay, I'm about to say. No shade, I because. Young, I believe that. No, and I never I did, because my parents all my parents did a very good job. And I, I might even have to just put this on my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad always, to me, well, clearly to me, but my dad hit me the game very early on. And you know what? I didn't have that. Okay. I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? My dad was gone for 13 years out of my life. Pivotal 13 years out of my life. Soon as I hit high school, he's gone. You know what I'm saying? So I did not have that. So when I was with that guy, I believed that. Because I'm like, dang, ain't nobody going to 
want they got their own place and got their own car and got money and is doing this and doing that. I don't know nobody like that. So maybe he is right. And some and we stay in relationships like that because we believe it. And emotion I always say emo, I mean physical abuse is is bad. Don't get me wrong. Like you know But what emotional know? abuse is it's also bad. Abuse, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes as women we don't we think it's cute and we like to, you know, laugh it off or whatever, whatever. But no man should ever, ever, ever be abusing you emotionally or mentally or physically for that matter. But they shouldn't be manipulating. They should be, you should be able to be who you, you should be able to find a man who loves you and want to be with you regardless of all of that. And it took me up until today. <laughs> 30 years, well, I'm going to say 28 years old. It took me for, to 28 years old to realize that um, I don't need no, I don't need no guy to be, I don't, I don't, I'm me and you're going to have to set me for who I am. That's ratchet I kid, that's ghetto I kid, that's bougie I kid, that's like all the above. That's lit, sis. <laughs> that's lit. I actually like where you ended that. Yeah. Oh, so that, oh, that's the end of this? No, I'm just saying, like, when you ended that. Yeah. But we are an hour in. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, like I know, right? Send me some messages. Let me know what uh, what topics you would like to talk about. Um, Yeah, so actually, I want to end this with a prayer. Okay. On, you know, I'd like to end this with a prayer. Um, But before I do that, I wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And anything else you want to say before um, we pray this thing out? I want to say, uh, okay, one of the things I want to say is uh, I do have my own management company. In addition to Bloom Global, it's called Dreamland Management. Um, I manage Shalena Samuels who is a celebrity makeup artist, and she's the bomb. She lives in New York, but she does travel. Um, I have an author that I'm also managing. Um, she has a new book coming out on the way. We work on that now. But um, you can hit me up on Instagram at Miss Pretty in Blue. That's M-S-P-R-E-T-T-Y-I-N-B as in boy, L-U-E, Miss Pretty in Blue. Um, you can hit me up there, or you can go to Gluten Global. Um I'm going to get that Instagram back. It's already stuff on there now, but it's kind of old, a little dated. But I'm going to work on that to uh, get some more. got one year, sir. They want the updates in the year. Yes, I need to get some more current um, content on there for you all. Um, so definitely just stay tuned because the holidays is coming up. And this is the best time to be cooking. <laughs> facts. <laughs> no, that's definitely facts, true. Facts. Um, I just want to shout out Chris. For having me onto the show, I'm very excited. It's my first podcast, so if y'all want me back on here, please let her know. So I can get back <laughs> on here. You know what I'm saying? Just hit us up with some more questions or whatever. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I think I think that's about it. I think that's, I want to shout out on Joyce. You know, maybe she might. Maybe I sent her the link. She could try to open it up on her phone. Girl, yeah, that's yeah. another episode. <laughs> How to help people. How to help your older people with technology. technology. That's enough. We're going to have her and my father. That's going to be funny. We're going to have them both. That's going to be funny. Um, But yeah, um, another thing is I want to thank, before we get to the prayer, I do want to thank God for for blessing me with the great great people like Chris in my life. Um, That was 
Yes, yes, yes. Chris, Chris, she she believes in gluten global just as much as I do, if not more. But I want to thank God for um, having a friendship like this. How many of y'all can say y'all got friends that y'all can friends since y'all was What about 14? your friends? Like, that's a mm-hmm. long time. For, for real. That's a long and it, time. What, and what you gathered, I'm sure, from this podcast is like, he is a piece of work. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so this ain't one of them, you know, every friendship is different. This ain't like one of them like, oh, like, this is my friend that's always chill. No. No, no. This is Ikea. If you want to have a good time, my friends know to hit me up. <laughs> That's also true. But you know, I've been I've been y'all I've been y'all chill lately though. Lately within the past year I've been I ain't been out there like that, you know, but I'm just grateful it's it's a Wednesday, it's hump day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh cool. Well, I'll close it with this. Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for actually just bringing us to this day. Cause who knew fourteen over a little over 14 years ago years ago on October the 17th 2018 that the two of us will one be together and be able to have this type of conversation as friends and continue to lean on one another and have that resource and support as we navigate this thing called life lord i always ask you to um please bless my hands and that everything that i touch prospers and not just that that people realize that you sent me um, and that I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely here to try to do some good work, but my role and my position and my purpose in life is so much bigger than me. Um, and I have a genuine desire to help people. So if this podcast is to start with that, then I'm, I'm leaning into that. Um, it's also some real, you know, good time to have some good kiki and some good haha um, with one of my good girlfriends. So I definitely thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for pushing us this way. And Lord, I just help, hope that this podcast touches people. I hope that this generation continues to walk in 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 the kingdom and not necessarily doing everything for culture. But it's our time, and we have to take back not just our communities, but ourselves, our families, and everything that's broken to get it back to your intent for how this world should function. And we can't do it alone. We have to do it with one another. We have to continue to connect and lean on um, family, friends, and even strangers to make that possible. So Lord, I humbly, humbly come to you and I ask you for guidance and help. In the meantime, I praise you for every uh, advice, resource that you've given us Thank you for everything, as always, walking and practicing gratefulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.